1: So, uh, we'll we'll dive right into it. We'll start with this first series this week that was out in Arizona, the second part of that road trip, and um, started off pretty bad. That Monday game was pretty deflating to watch, but I got two wins right after, um, and won the series against a pretty solid Diamondbacks team. Got to be happy with that, but um, what happened over that series, as you see at the pinned at to the top here um that happened on about Wednesday and ju- he just now got put on the I.L. A.J. Puck hasn't really been available since Wednesday he's been dealing with dead arms since then and I feel like the main idea here is that the bullpen is just taxed it's, it's burnout Jesus Sanchez also had his first little nick of the week on Wednesday and um he had a second one Saturday during the Red Series that we'll talk to Kevin about since he was there for two of the games. And, um, the Red Series was pretty deflating. The, it, it is The Reds are in a full on rebuild mode right now. Uh, and, um, and they have a, a pretty talented lineup, solid pitching rotation, but a bad bullpen. Uh, bullpen, the Marlins really struggled uh, the beat, it seems. So um, I was a little disappointed there jake fraley or rake fraley as reds fans call him did indeed rake i guess the marlins um lots and lots of rbi everywhere he got on base uh, and insane clip wasn't in the lineup today though because of the the matchup with braxton garrett but braxton garrett looks very very good today so um kevin well, i mean if you have anything to add from the arizona series go ahead but um I feel like a lot of people didn't really get the chance to take in what had happened against uh, the Reds this weekend. So we'll, we'll give them an update on what happened this weekend. Just like the consequences of uh, obviously Jazz and Jesus Sanchez and the bullpen cut being deflated here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I couldn't watch. I don't think I watched any of the Arizona games besides maybe Braxton start and that was it. But <clears throat> it was a tough week as a whole despite the two wins and today's win. And you know, obviously, you're You lose Jazz. Possibly, Jesus Sanchez is on the IL. Puck is on the IL. It's been a tough week, and it looks like the bullpen started to really crack. I mean, we saw with Floro on a Friday, he gave up the uh, the homer to Jake Fraley. It was a three run bomb to eventually <clears throat> lose the game. And then uh yesterday, I think it was Matt Barnes who inherited Sandy's runner, and he allowed him to score. It was. It was not a fun series besides today where the offense looked, I mean, I guess pretty good. Garrett Cooper was back. Braxton picked very well. No other way to put it. But, man, it's been a tough week, Grant. I mean, you kind of hope that little by little these injuries uh, don't pile, continue to pile up. Kind of hope it stays at this and little by little guys start coming back today. Having Cooper back was huge. I mean, you know, you lose out on Jesus Sanchez, possibly Jazz, kind of bring a nice bat with Coop who drove in the game winning run today so yeah I mean tough tough week to swallow but there's a lot of good about it too I mean Yuri made his debut he looked pretty good I mean besides the two homers he gave up I'm not really complaining about much of of his outing besides that maybe besides like a couple pit you know his fastball which he, he only struck used it once for a strikeout and you know a guy who also, uses a lot of his changeup more with the curveball, but told me after the game that you know, just the way the lineup for Cincinnati was put, he, it was easier for him to use that curveball, just shot away from the changeup. So, I mean, no real complaints here, uh, on my end from Yuri, besides maybe just you know the tiny stuff, but yeah, tough week. But you know, they they have Washington now, so hopefully that's the get right series. And you know, some pretty bad teams coming up, technically, you know, where my yeah, is the better
1: th- team. this was a start of a stretch where a lot of people really thought it could be opportunity for the Marlins, but the Reds having been there just this past weekend, you've got the Nationals, you've got the Giants, you've got the Rockies, and you've got, I mean, the the Angels, they're solid, they're solid, so I won't include them. But there are a lot of not-so-very-good teams coming up on the schedule for the Marlins, and they just dropped the series to a bad team. And again, this is a rebuilding Reds team. They have a fun lineup. They have a solid young rotation. But at the end of the day, it's not a good team. Yes, they're only a few games out of first and the NL central, but still they're not a good team. I'm going to tell you right now, the Reds will still probably lose close to hundred games. If I had to guess, if they don't surpass that number, but you got to do something against the nationals. At least you have to, to probably bare minimum win that series. I'm hoping for a sweep. i Feel like sweep be the only way I'd be like really satisfied, but uh, one game under five hundred now. Are they twenty and twenty two? I had to look at the standings. 20, 20 and 21. twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Okay. Well, if they're one game under, then yeah, that would make sense. I don't know where I pulled the twenty two from, but I don't blame you. Yeah, th- this is this is a stretch where they <clears throat> really have to capitalize because it just gets tougher after this. Last year we kind of had the same conversation as the where. Uh, the Marlins got a lot of really bad teams out of the way, especially in the month of July last year. They played a lot of really bad teams, and it's like, okay, well, August and September—it's a really tough schedule. Uh, are you going to be able to navigate through that at all? And no. And this, is, it, it, Eli says this a lot, and it, it is true. You, you can't look too far ahead. It just depends on what kind of team you're facing on a week-to-week basis, but. There are really good teams at the back half of Miami's schedule. But right now, there are some not so very good
2: teams. Well, let me let me jump in right there, Grant. So they lost this this whole week, even though based on the tone, you wouldn't know it. They actually won half of their games this week. It was a 3-3 three and three week. It doesn't feel that way, as we'll get to because of the injuries. The fact that Jesus was so pivotal in them winning the D-back series, and then That's he gets it. hurt at the end of it, and now we know that he's going to be out for a substantial amount of time for a number of weeks, it seems that's pretty deflating for a team that as we know, is already really struggling, really really limited on offense where every single game, it's a chore just to get to a big number. So this weekend they lose against the first of those weak teams that everybody had circled on the schedule that they were excited to face. They lose the series to the Reds. Um, they, They lose it in a way that, makes you even, you know, more concerned about the long-term viability of the team because the the bullpen ruins it. Well, the bullpen ruined the first game, and then it was Sandy in the second game where everybody's like looking at him to get back on track and he doesn't quite do it. He, you know, he resembles the guy that we all knew from last year, but he doesn't quite put it all together for an entire start with only one exception way earlier in the year and that was over a month ago at this point. So then here in the finale, uh Braxton gives him a good start. But for most of that game, the offense doesn't show up. They they're held scoreless for the first five innings by Luke Weaver. Luke Weaver, who is like the quintessential number six starter for any organization, and they couldn't get anything going off of him until his third time through the order. They only score those two runs and go ahead because the Reds have their own injuries, and they call up this guy, Alan Business, who had not pitched in the majors in five years. That's the guy who gives them the the like deciding runs in this Sunday game for them to salvage something at the very end of this, and end on a somewhat of a high note because they're facing Alan Business. So that's that's the, that's how you uh, get that third win of the week, and that's how we get to where we are right now. Again, this coming against the series of what you thought would be an easy opponent for the Marlins at home against the red scene that had their own injuries. And the fact that, you know, they just barely won that one game in the series that they were outscored in the series overall. Um, I, I think that should tell you that there really aren't a whole lot of opponents at all that you should feel super confident in the Marlins steamrolling. There's just not that much of a talent advantage for them at the moment, given their own injuries, given some of the guys that are still very confusingly underperforming for this team, especially offensively. Um, yeah, so there is, I think it goes without saying, that there is certainly a big question about whether they can maintain floating around this 500 mark, regardless of who they're playing against.
1: Right, and you did mention the Reds are dealing with the round injuries. They got lucky, missing the Clodolo. He just won the 15-day I.O. Got scratched yesterday. And missed TJ Friedel, who, like Jake Fraley, has been seeing the ball very, very well recently. The Reds have done a really good job of just identifying guys that can plug and play in a rather weak lineup as they're navigating the, the early years of a full-on rebuild before they wait for their top guys to come up. And the Marlins just missed some of their top prospects, too. They're expected to probably call up Matt McLean, Christian encarnacion Strand. Um in, like, maybe the next week or two from the Reds' writers I follow. And, of course, Sally La cruz is going to be up at some point as well. So the, the Marlins are lucky that it was only two of three in that sense. And, like Eli said, you can't really feel good about them steamrolling any team because there's a talent disparity right now. The Nationals were the team they owned last year, and the Nationals are probably the reason why the Marlins didn't lose 100 games last year. And this is the first they'll see them. And they're not going to see him nearly as much with this new schedule format. Only 13 games as opposed to 19 games. A three-game weekday series in Miami. Average attendance is probably going to be 5,000. <laughs> but it's it, it, it's an opportunity. I'll let you know.
0: I'll be in that first game. I'll, I'll be covering that with Isaac. And at least the pitching matchup will be fun for that first game. Will be Lozardo against uh, my favorite player, uh, Josiah Gray. There's some He's fun pitching matchups. Him. Yeah. Edward and McKenzie go, then Yuri. I wanted to mention going back to the Red Series. When did Jake Fraley become the new um, Ryan Zimmerman or Ken Ken Griffey Jr. with that with that series he had? I don't know if Eli had. I think Eli puts that out where it compared to all the Marlins players, um, he has like the third most RBIs at Depot Park, which is just crazy to even think of. It's pretty sad. And it says more about the offense than it does about Jake Fraley. I,
1: mean, yeah, I think after, he's tied for second. He tied for second for most RBI in London
2: Depot Park. Only tied for third. <clears throat> Only tied for third. Don't give him too oh, much hold. credit. He's behind oh. Jazz, and he's behind Solaire, although we don't know if Jazz will be adding to his total in the near future depending on how this injury shakes out. But yeah, four RBIs in each of the first two games of the series and yeah, he got some against Sandy. He got some against Floro. I think that was the first game. So not Mm -hmm. even against the cheap competition. Like he was, he he was doing it against some of the best that the Marlins have to offer credit to him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it really shows you how anemic the offense have been, especially at home where someone could come in and have, you know, a good two games and he's already, you know, more than, you know, the RBIs for, for, for the Marlins. That, that's just crazy to think of. Looking at it right now, Horsel Air, 20 games, 11. You look at Jazz, 9-20, and he just tied with our best hitter, Arias. 20 games, A.R. Arias, this guy did it in two. He didn't even have to play in the last game of the series to so even crack that list. And that really just shows you, I don't know if it's Sloan Depot Park, if it's the players adjusting to it, but it, it really shows you how bad the offense is um, just compared to the rest of the league well it also shows why the run differentials what it is and why they shouldn't be where they are right now and not to be that guy but you know when you look at the diagram, they're way under 500 i think it's like 10 games under or just under that but yeah i mean and you know even this series like the offense was bad but like they scored some runs you know in game one they scored i think it was four runs in game two they scored five and then today they score what was the number? Four. Four. four to one win. Three? Three to one wins. So it's four? not this just wasn't about scoring runs. I mean, when you look at game one, you the easy blame goes. Three to one today. It could go to the bullpen, I would say. Because Yuri, I know he gave up the two homers, but my he right good. after he came he, right after he came out, it was it was everyone else. You know, the the Marlins got right back on the board, I believe. Yeah, they scored two runs in the fifth, in the bottom of the fifth against Ashcraft who didn't, didn't look all too good back then. Yeah, his last uh, pitch, I believe, was a home run. I, I think yeah. to, it was like pitch 100, I think, was that home run that he got pulled out on. He yeah, was, I think, uh, it was Homer to the Jazz, I think. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Yuri looked great. I mean, for someone who's uh, um, debuted 20 years old, you know, against, I don't want to say tough competition, but you're going up against, you know, we've seen Drake free, we did. Jonathan India is always a tough guy to get out. And and you know to go out there seven Ks a lot with his curveball, um, you know I didn't expect him to you know go lights out no hitter perfect game complete game shutout but to to do what he did and his first MLB debut not even AAA anything like that you know barely going eight innings seven innings in the minors to come out there and do that against an MLB team um, really showed a lot I think it's a good it's a good start for for Yuri. I will say I wouldn't say he did great. He was good, but he, you know you have to keep in mind he gave up two homers and and that's there were some not really, really
1: long at bats too that there, 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 was, the best it, yeah. there was Yeah, like a it was like a ten it. pitch one. Yeah, that was Fre- right Fraily. That had, was Fraley. Uh, Fraley, yeah, know, was Fraley. That was was, yeah,
2: that was, I think he got to get an MVP, like, yeah, He gets MVP for, for the series. Well, nobody picked him. Nobody picked him oh. in our prediction contest. An MVP
1: of oh, the series really shouldn't be a moral in all things considered. Yeah, I mean. I, I understand how the scoring works. I did yeah, pick a, a red like a 15 pitch. out of that. Stevenson hit that first home run, but he didn't really do anything after that. Oh, well. We'll, we'll take a quick look ahead here to the next um, well, I mean, we've already talked about the Nats, but I want to talk yeah. about can we yeah, does I mean, pitch it. against
0: the Nats this week, Eli? He does. We yeah, expect him to
2: pitch game. on Thursday. Yeah, I, I do think it's worth a little bit more time on the injuries and how they affect how we feel about this team right now. Mm. So you have two guys now on the IL for sure. That's Jesus and that's Puck. And as a pitcher, Puck, it's a minimum of 15 days. As Skip explained post game, they wanted to get done right now, even if they felt like maybe he could get through this without too much trouble. They wanted to get it done now just so that they can – retroactively backdated and get those 15 days done as soon as possible. So that was the explanation for that, where he hadn't pitched since Wednesday and they could actually, they could backdate it up to three days is the rule here, which means that, you know, knock on wood, he's back within two weeks, but this guy has been for the most part, in in You could argue both him and Brazabon and Floro. You can make an argument, I guess, for any of them as the best reliever in this bullpen, but there have been a lot of stretches where I think you'd point to Puck as the number one guy, the most trustworthy guy, the, the one who's almost immune to have real big, bad blowups just because how good a job he does, keeping the ball in the park and getting soft contact. He's just been everything they could have wanted. Now with him out of the picture... Um, you know, everybody has to move up a little bit on the hierarchy. All all of a sudden, Dylan Floro is the main closer, and and Brazoban is the one that comes in in certain situations. And when you go from puck to any other lefty in the bullpen, that's kind of where the pretty big drop-off is right now. When those other guys that are next in line, those are righties, and you don't quite have the same... um, There are certain matchups that are probably going to be a problem for this bullpen um, that haven't been a problem so far this season. It just goes back to the fact that you touched on this before, right? They've been relying too much on this bullpen. It is right entering today. They were tied for second in the majors for most innings pitched by any bullpen. They're relying on them almost as much as any other team in the league. That catches up to you eventually for some guys in different ways. Um, And, you know, puck is the one big casualty that they've had over the last month, just as JT Shagwa is coming back. We were all dreaming about, you know, what does this bullpen look like when everybody's available at the same time? And uh, we're not going to find out for a while.
1: Thankfully, they they men- you back. mentioned right there, that their usage is insane. I feel like it's also been a testament as to how disappointing the starting rotation's kind of been to start of the year outside of Lazardo. Has anyone – okay, Braxton Garrett too. Has anyone even even met expectations? I feel like Zard is the only one that's maybe even exceeded them. But Sandy's been disappointing. Trevor wasn't even that good before he went on the I.L. Edward, there's some concern there. Johnny Cueto, we don't even mention him. Uh, the rotation's been – it was mentioned as a strength all offseason. It's been mentioned as a strength this entire rebuild. And it, it might be a, a bigger – week link than a lot of us are thinking it's been able to hold up grant i mean braxton today held it down
0: uh sandy held it down for some parts of yesterday i mean i do want to talk about sandy because that was that was pretty demoralizing to watch the end of his outing and i'm starting to you know and I, and I know we say not to doubt sandy but i'm starting to doubt him just a little bit i mean yesterday was really bad and lizardo's been good and then edward has his days where he's Really damn good, and then other days where it's just you no. know five walks, six walks. So, I wouldn't say it's been the biggest weakling, but it's definitely been a concern with so the know, biggest weakling days. will always
1: be the offense in this, yeah. So, they pick yeah. it up, but I would uh, most disappointing area I'd say it may actually be starting rotation because I mean, oh, yes, yeah, the offense has true. been disappointing, yeah. but we we knew that they weren't going to be that great just given that they didn't really add that much to an already pretty stagnant offense. But they got Johnny Cueto in there. Sandy's coming off a Cy Young. Edward Cabrera might pitch a full season. Trevor Rogers looking to bounce back after a sophomore slump. And, and you hope know,
0: Trevor comes back strong and you're right. you kind of hold it down while he's in the rotation. And right. Braxton, I mean, if he keeps doing what he's doing, you feel pretty good about some certain guys. and Man, I mean, I know Sandy went seven and two thirds. He struck out nine, but... He gave up six earned runs. Like, that's pretty damn bad. And, and I know Matt Barnes a lot, you know, he inherited two of those runners that Sandy left on base. and He didn't
1: give up a three-run in. homer. He couldn't navigate around Jake Braley.
0: Yeah, and just looking at the player breakdowns on Savant, on baseball Savant, you go to Sandy, and his velo was down on every single pitch, and his spin rate was down on every single pitch. I mean, just mechanically, something wasn't working there. And then. You go just look at the the lows The one that was significantly down was a slider, which was down 1.2 miles. So, I mean, it was pretty bad outing for Sandy. But there was some positive, obviously. He kept them kind of in it there. And the offense, it was back and forth. offensive game towards the end. But, yeah, it's a t- it was a tough watch yesterday, watching Sandy kind of just try to hold it down. And the offense really didn't provide him with anything until the fourth inning, where – they scored the first run of the game and after that he gave the three run bomb. I mean it's 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 weird with Sandy. I think he'll make adjustments, obviously he's he's a guy to do that, but I don't know. It's just such a like demoralizing series is the way I see it besides today where they looked good, but I mean at the end of the day they did have some big opportunities. They they used some of them. So and you really can't be losing to a bullpen a Cincinnati bullpen game where they use Derek Law as their starter. And then you just go down the list, and it's just you know that, that Red well, not good. good. Alexis D, and even Alexis is good arm he, in that bullpen. And he struggled on Saturday. He walked three guys, and you know he, he loaded the bases up for Yuli Gurriel, and you know I, I guess the pit he had a pitch clock violation, so he started off on one. And I guess that just screwed Uli the rest of the way over. because so he swung on yeah. every pitch after he that. Swung well, that slider
1: that he swung at the end of the game. I mean,
0: why? Just why? No, I, was, I, I was this wrong. man wanted to be the hero on Cuban Heritage night. He was they looking were, for every pitch. They were chanting. They were chanting his name. there. were Uli. You the, the whole Cuban section was chanting his name. and He did that. That's pretty bad.
1: So I think the really more bad. the most surprising part of that ninth inning actually was Yucsegur got on base. And uh, yeah, hey, an didn't he have
0: and like RBI? eighteen walks this series? Eighteen or
2: eight? He's exaggerating. He's just exaggerating. Oh. Perfect. Yes, yeah, Segura. Overall, this is what this this is what I was calling for that they would give him a breather after he had that ejection. They they listened on Tuesday. They gave him the day off on Wednesday. They gave him the day off Thursday. This the scheduled day off. Then he's back in there. And he, by his standards, this was a dominant series. By anybody else's standards, you know, it's it's. It's mediocre. It's something it's, um, it's progress considering where he was before he got on base three times on Saturday. And then here on Sunday, he got the hit that, which one was it? That was the game tying hit One that tied it up. They fell behind by one. That's a very high leverage situation. I mean, it was a ground ball. The issue is that he continues to hit everything on the ground. And when you do that, um, you're just not going to get anything more than the occasional single. So he's not totally fixed, at the same time, you know, his performance thus far this year has had some bad luck going in with it, and I'm glad that, you know, he found a hole in this most recent game to get on board. There hasn't there weren't any egregiously bad defensive plays by him during this Red Series. I feel like he should be better than he's shown as a third baseman as unfamiliar of a position as it is. What was else? But the other thing I was going to touch on with the offense is now the other injuries at least temporarily, maybe Fingers crossed things go well with jazz when he sees the specialist that he's seeing about his foot. But that's um that's never a great sign when you have to consult an outside specialist. I would not be surprised if he follows Jeezy onto the IL for a brief period of time at this point. And without those two, they have no left-handed power whatsoever. <laughs> they have they have Luisa Rise, who is an awesome at everything except for power, and they have Wendell, who is is still really not hitting at all since coming back from his injury when he's on, you know, he's a useful offensive player, but again, everything except for power with him. And that's, that's what I look forward. And I don't really see the path to winning consistently. If you don't have left-handed hitters that hit for power, if because you're facing mostly right-handed pitchers, if most of the day you're facing these teams and you just don't have, you don't have many real power threats at all against right-handed pitching, then you're just not going to score runs. And so far this season, that's been an issue even with Jazz mostly healthy and Jeezy and mostly healthy. without And without those two, it's scary to think exactly how limited they are most ma- matchups because of that absence of power from that side of the plate.
0: Just to add on to Gene Segura, he walked five times in this series and so only struck out twice. He obviously oh, has... Uh... He had the RBI today, so I mean it was a good series for him. And then got I base. Mention, that's all you can really asked for this. OBA, he went up. I want to mention Peyton Burdick struck sure out three times today. So it was really bad today, and he had a pretty good day yesterday. And overall, I mean he's been on a nice stretch, just excluding today's game, which Baseball Reference hasn't updated it. But just looking from the Arizona series to this one, he's hitting 308, 357 fifty seven, six ninety two with an OPS of one point forty nine. With a homer and two RBIs, and it's been um, nice. It's been nice to have a guy like Pinverde who we kind of rely on. He's making the case to stay. Is obvious. The obvious issue is the, the strikeouts, and he's actually walked a couple times, which is nice. Can he's I bring? Um, sorry to go oh, Can I bring something oh, up with yeah. the discussion? I wanted to bring up the casting position and how just I wouldn't say bad, but that's just that kind of like be putting it nicely. How horrible it was that? No, 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 terrible, no
1: good. It was that. It was horrible. Like, I think it's w- the worst overall catcher group in Major League Baseball. The
3: like, Lions one, bad.
1: the Tigers are pretty bad, though,
0: right? And besides Eric Haas? Eric Haas, at least can hit the ball. He can hit a couple homers for you. Like he won't, you know, he's more of a DH type guy, but still. I I want to mention how bad Stallings was on Friday. Like I don't know how many how many passed balls was it? He had maybe had two. It was pretty bad on Friday. Like, Did that he was anyone the, stealing this year at one point. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, I think he may have caught
2: one Yes, stealing, exactly. One sure. caught stealing. He has more one. pass balls than caught stealing, which is Jesus. very <laughs> – that, that kind of hammers home exactly where it is, where the things that he's supposed to do well, he doesn't. he's not doing well uh, this year. And it's now a quarter of the way into this season. I mean, it's not a tiny sample anymore with these guys almost splitting playing time down the middle. Stalling's getting a little bit more – than Fortes and, and Fortes continues to like um, what we saw last year from him seemed kind of legit. And the fact that he's coming so far below um, replicating that, it, it puts him in a really um, tough situation um, at that position right now by wins above replacement. They're the worst catching position in baseball. Um, so it, it, that's, that's a hole, And I mean, the issue is with that one, there's just not a whole lot of conversation to be had about, what to do internally. There's nobody that you would call up at this particular moment that is really going to help in that case, even if you do something drastic.
0: Would, would you even think about bringing up Paul McIntosh, just just the thought he's injured he's he, injured he's or injured, injured. I, yeah obviously when he
2: gets when he gets better well, but he's it's injured we don't we don't know when he's going to get no. better and that's kind of that's the part of where i would point to him as somebody that you consider giving a shot just because the offensive floor is so much higher uh, but for this moment it's just austin allen or bust and austin, and austin allen had uh, he was a guy that had an 0 for 40 streak not that long ago more recently, he's been fine, uh, but he's he's al- he's also a, a very flawed player defensively, and he also strikes out a lot. And he doesn't r- he doesn't run. He doesn't run much faster than Stallings does. He he occasionally hits the ball hard and gets rewarded for it with extra base hits. Jeez. He's been he's been playing better lately, um, but uh, he you don't really get anything from the stats because he's been at AAA for several years now, so you don't really learn anything. Um, from there, I don't think that that's a guy that you really get. That's not somebody that you really have significant hopes for if you were to call, squeeze What's into this mix.
0: Wilson Rammel's doing nowadays? Oh my God! Don't even. <laughs> yeah. Like, not about all the that. only thing, and and you know, after Allen, like it doesn't get any better. You have Santiago Chavez. who has been pretty damn bad. He can't hit. I mean, he hits more than Stallings, but he still can't hit. Time for field. Bansfield is good defensively, but, you know, excluding today's game where he had a homer, he's hitting 198. So. Do they look outside the organization? Is it like, I know I you don't have want to trade to for a catcher. At
1: this point. I just want to I mention, think, they were rumored for Sean Murphy this off season, and they yeah. didn't go through with it. Yeah, and I think they did mentioned Contreras, too,
0: at some point, right? Or was that a couple offseasons yeah, ago? For
1: a few years. They, they yeah. have been.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think if you're up, Over under five hundred, you got to look for a catcher.
1: Oh well, well, it's about half hour of us. Why don't we get to the fans here, shall we? So, um, first off, you guys know where I'm going with this. Consider becoming a super subscriber, super follower, whatever you want to call it. It is the best deal that's out there on Twitter. Three dollars a month. That's the lowest you could have made it. You get all access to everything. Fist Stripes, you get all access to the gift database. You get to play fantasy sports with us. We have a super subscriber, fantasy baseball league, Um, win prizes, lots of giveaways. The game notes that they give to the media before the games, you guys get them. That that stuff is the Bible. It's good. It is uh, Every Marlins stat you could want. What else are we thinking here? Um, Serious predictions. You can make those. I think we still have a super follower, super subscriber leading our standings after that series. I know Kevin's up there towards the top. I'm not. Um, what What else? Oh, you get the, of course we always mention it in here. You get to, um, you get the first priority to ask questions. Anyone who has a question can ask it, but we will give the super subscribers first priority. And then again, this is all just $3 a month. It is definitely worth
2: the deal. Is there any benefits I missed you guys? that's about it i've been toying with the idea of dropping occasional scoops on there before i feel comfortable making them public i feed them to the super subscribers first i was thinking of doing that with the yuri call up but um held back in that particular case but that's going to be part of it and and yeah the giveaways we have some stuff lined up in the very near future um regarding marlin's stuff that you get for free as part of your it kind of pays for itself is what i mean with all the generous stuff that we try to tease in throughout the season all and all, really all year round.
1: Yeah, and then again, it is literally the lowest we could make. It is three dollars. Three dollars a month for it. We're bring Romeo, who is who was our I think our first ever super subscriber. Probably. He won our fantasy football league. He's loading in. And again, anyone who has a question, you can go ahead and request. This is the fan question time. This is the fun part of the show. That's why we do this. So, Romeo, what have we got? How's it going? How's it going? Um, Happy Mother's Day to anybody
3: that's listening with their mother or just to your parents in general. Um, But I'm not here to ask a question. I'm here to spread propaganda. And his name okay. is Justin Lawrence. Pitched two innings today, had three Ks. And close the game for the for the Rockies. His last his last outing against the Mets, what I last seen, he had he, had, he pitched an inning, struck out three and walked one, and got the loss. Yeah, I, I mean I feel like that sounds like an average stat line for most people, but it's still somebody that they should look at, especially with getting injured. I know we need lefties, but. I'm done with the sixto talk. I'm moved on to now. Oh, 6, six, six done. 6 done. He's,
1: he's not in there. They're not relying on him anymore. If he comes back, great, but they're no longer relying on him. I'm looking at his game log on the Fantasy Baseball app because that's what a rational person does. He's had a pretty big workload recently, it seems.
0: Uh, I hate to break it, but remember. I know the Rockies are probably going to
2: do what they did to
0: Daniel Bard
4: and probably extend them.
2: The Rockies are not a logical franchise sometimes with their trade ships with Justin Lawrence. I mean, it is just, just to make it clear, like he is having a pretty great year out of their pen, a sub two ERA while pitching half his games at eight course fields. That is insane. And his FIP is 2.67 after today's game, which is similarly terrific. He has a bunch of years of control remaining. I think, yeah, at least another five years of control beyond this year. So this is somebody that they'd have to give up a significant amount of prospects capital to acquire, I imagine. Um we'll see. You know, the Rockies themselves are not that much worse than the Marlins in the standings. They are surprisingly, they've been after getting off to a really bad start. They've been about splitting their games the last few weeks. So seventeen and twenty four um overall. They're not gonna quit quite yet. I think the only team in the majors that is really quitting right now is probably the Oakland Days, who don't even have double digit they didn't wins even yet. Start. It never even began. Yeah. But uh, with every other team at this particular juncture, a quarter of the season into it, um, yeah, they're still like, not embarrassing enough to do something drastic. Maybe them in the next team you circle is the White Sox as a potential seller because the White Sox now are 14 and 28. They have a, a lot of expensive players that are probably not part of their future anyway. It's, it's really just the A's and the White Sox, even if you want to dream about trade right now. And then the Royals kind of. Are in that same boat potentially, but it's just still too soon to uh, c- even conceive of like like actual significant trades happening.
3: With those teams that you just said, don't we play like like all of them in the next like like couple coming weeks?
1: What about that?
0: Uh, like, I'm, I'm yeah, we, like, I know that the the Royals are up on the schedule soon. So they're, they're, they're they they literally they literally play each other. Back-to-back. Back. So they begin a series with Oakland on June 2nd, and then June 5th they play the Royals. And then they head to Chicago to play the White Sox on June
1: 9th. So, yeah, there, there should be uh, at least one sweep in there. At least you would hope.
2: No, you got to be careful. Got to be careful. You might have said that about this Red Series. A lot of people said that about this Red Series that. too coming I into heard. it. So be careful. Although I, I assume the jokes are going to be flying next month when those teams come to town. About uh, because both of those are in Miami, so that I guess that would help on paper. About having those teams fly in and just telling them, Leave this player behind with you while you're here. Once we get to that portion where it's still, yeah, like three and a half, four weeks away, that's kind of the time where maybe you start contemplating these deals actually happen if those teams continue to free fall between now and then.
1: And even then, the Marlins really don't have that many trade ships, it's pretty depressing. Uh, the farm is not great. There aren't a lot of like really, really good trade chips. If you want to go trade for, let's say Tim Anderson, I think would be the best get from many of those. He's not even games. been
0: that good. He's been a- he he really
1: hasn't coming back from injury. Asked for a lot for him.
0: We might as well trade for Yasmani Grandal. Oh my god!
3: <laughs> never, never, <laughs> bro.
0: He can't. No, I rather trust <laughs> Stalin still the
3: ball to second base than Yasmani Grandal. I seen a TikTok today. Oh, I think I
0: saw the, the same ball. thing you did. Yeah, he was like he had the arm of an of an 80 year old. I almost bursted on guys. Yeah, you would have lost your super subscriber privilege.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Go easy, Hi, put it in. Romeo. Yeah, we appreciate the statement. We got a couple more requests, so uh, we'll, we'll get them in. We'll get them in. We got Ryan here. He's become a recurring guest here. He's a Ooh, little feature, man. future fish drives rider right here this is our, our top prospect
5: cool. what's up guys can you guys uh hear me all right
1: start him young
5: can you, can you guys hear me yeah. yeah all right all right so i got a few questions prepared uh maybe i'll be able to ask too but uh something that i wanted to put into the air that you know i've been uh looking at you know with aj puck on the il now for at least the next two weeks um well, probably only the next two weeks or about maybe a little under the next two weeks, Uh, do you think that with Chagua probably coming back tomorrow being officially reinstated, do you think they'll give him a closer opportunity maybe after his first two starts off the IL if he looks good? Do you think they'll give him a closer opportunity? Because I know people are also thinking maybe Brazobon, or, of course, Floro would be the obvious choice to get the uh, most opportunities at the closer spot per se situation, but I think they should give Shagwa and Brazoban a chance because they were both great uh, before. Obviously, Shagwa
0: went to the IL and Brazoban came great all season. Uh, Skip said he would go closer by committee. I would just count on that for now. But I mean, if he pitches well, you know, may as well. And obviously, Skip has his way. Floro is probably going to be the guy he mainly goes to if he continues to pitch well. But you, yeah, you probably can never count out someone like Shagwa who was the best pitcher right, their best reliever right before he went on the IL, so I'll just put it like that. He's been getting the high relief situations, the small ones he's been in, so I mean, at this point, anyone you could count on, but I know Eli had to say something, he was trying to unmute that.
2: Yeah, Chagual looked outstanding early in the year, he's continued to look outstanding on his rehab assignment, and that's something I always like to draw attention to, is not just somebody that is ready to return after getting their reps in in the minors, it's about how they actually performed down there, and he was pretty terrific facing AAA competition over this past week. He actually does his stuff is all the way back to what was before with the mid nineties fastball with the mid eighties slider that he has really good command of to spot spotted exactly where he wants to. He, uh, that is, that was a big pickup. And now thankfully, uh, fingers crossed the next three quarters of the season, they have another like really valuable arm to, Add to their pen. I think Ryan, you kind of put it the correct way where you want to see him the first couple times that he appears with them first before we're putting him in the super high leverage role. you just you give him a couple opportunities to pitch first and if he is just as sharp as he was before his injury against major league competition, um, yeah then you really have to have that really that good problem in terms of whether you want to put him at the very top of the pecking order with floro and Brazzavant still being in the mix. They're not going to do anything definitive right off the bat. They'll, they'll see him pitch a couple times. And for the time being, Flora was the one where in most situations, I think Flora was still going to get those save opportunities while Puck is out. Real
5: quick, if you guys don't mind. Uh, so my question want, here though. is uh, something – With uh, today, obviously, Braxton, a good outing, Um, do you guys see him, like, holding his own for the rest of the season in this rotation, you know, uh, and maybe, like, what do you guys think the future will be like for Braxton if he's pitching this way, because obviously his stuff does not blow you away, but uh, he has been consistent, some could argue that he's been the most consistent starting pitcher in the Marlins rotation, I mean, Lizardo might be uh, close right with him, but, uh, you know, other than... Uh, that one start against Atlanta where they just kept him out as long as they could possibly do so before uh, he couldn't throw more pitches. Uh, other than that, so right believe he gave like 11 earned runs. Uh, he's been good. So what are your thoughts on him?
0: Well, I mean, as long as Cueto's out, he's going to be starting. And the expectation would be Cueto's going to be out for a while. And it'll be Braxton spot, and you're right, Ryan. He has he's not disappointed. And there's been a couple starts. Obviously, the one against the Braves, where it was probably one of the worst starts in franchise history, or he put up a stat that was really bad. But after that, Arizona, I really don't think the box score speaks for itself. He he pitched very well until the very end, and he uh, allowed a couple runs. And I think it was Nardi who came in, and he had to you know carry the inherited runners from Braxton, which scored, and um, that kind of ruined the box score. He incorporated the cutter today, which is something I think Mel had told him about in Arizona. I think that's what I heard. And his velo's been up on basically every pitch besides the curveball for the last two starts, something that he realized that the velo was down. So Braxton's been very consistent. here, very, very much right. And he, he's going to be holding it down. I mean, we're finally starting to see the Braxton that I think everyone expected to see when he was first drafted to the Marlins. And it's good to see because they really need him right now. And, you know, we were talking about it before, but This this has been a very um, disappointing season for the rotation as a whole. So having a guy like Braxton has been kind of holding it down there and putting his, holding his own is nice to see.
2: Well, as, as I often do, I'll take the glass half-empty view of it. With Braxton, um, even when he does well, there's this big question about him the third time through the order. That's uh-huh. been a question before. It's, right. it's a question now. There's a, question, sure. there's a question before about him against righty batters. He has very big platoon splits where he does well against lefties, especially this year. That dramatic split is that when he faces righties, they generally blow him up. Today was very encouraging. I'll give it to him a lot of credit for today because today he faced an all right-handed lineup, and yet he did extremely well those th- first five innings um, until the very sixth inning. So with him today was very encouraging. He has the deepest pitch mix of anybody on this Marlins team. He has six different pitches. He's got a four seamer. He's got a sinker. He's got a changeup. He's got a slider. He's got an occasional curveball. Now he has this brand new cutter. It is, it is not normal for someone to have six pitches that they can really mix in a variety of situations. Um, that is that's kind of how he gets the most out of his ability is because of that unpredictability in finding situations that he wants to use those pitches in. All that being said just the lack of length that you get from him in his starts because of how things kind of come undone the third time through a lineup. That is part of why they're in the situation with their overworked bullpen in the first place, because you have guys that aren't going super deep into the game as excited as everybody is about Yuri being up here and that Yuri on a per inning basis, I expect him to be even more effective than Brax. He is he even more so his innings are going to be capped very tightly in order to get him through as much of the season as possible. He's not somebody that's going to go deep into games either. When you have those two pieces in your rotation, you even have Edward Cabrera who has all those same concerns because he walks everybody and he's inefficient with his pitches. Um, This is kind of the question is that is about um, if you're not getting enough length from these pieces of your rotation, then it's going to continue to put a lot of work on this bullpen and put these relievers in situations where if they just are used too much, they're not going to be as effective as they should be. Yeah, With Braxton, he's going to get this opportunity just because they don't have any other options that are healthy at the moment. He fully deserves to get this long leash to to prove himself. Um, eventually, he's going to have to break through that middle inning wall that he has been hitting this year. He's going to have to show that he can have success into the fifth, sixth, and occasionally the seventh inning. Um, in order to make this all sustainable for the Marlins.
5: All right, and then my uh, last question here before I let some of the other uh, listeners get some of their questions is um, what do you guys think, uh, or who do you guys have on your radar to step up for this offense? Not necessarily any guys in AAA. You know, I know they have Jarren Encarnacion, Jacob Amaya, guys who could be call-ups in the next uh, few months, but just now with Jazz possibly going to the I.L. and Sanchez also already on the I.L., uh, who do you have starting to step up and maybe get some more production at the plate? You know, uh, just anyone who's already in this lineup, and you know, maybe a guy you just have on your radar for a hot streak in the next uh, two or three weeks. I, was I was like, clear. Dale Cruz is hitting
1: the ball well right now. He's one cool. of the trickiest players in the entire league. Yeah, round. dude, I don't don't please don't count on Dale Cruz well, I will not be counting on him, but he's heating up right now. If he he's heats surprised. up, that's great. That's great. Yeah, he'll up be up good for Gilson. next week or two, but then he'll be hit and blow the Mendoza line for another two weeks. Wendell, Wendell had a pretty
0: good series, I will say. Not not only did he look good defensively, he had that triple, which I know is the Will Myers situation. That was pretty funny. Well, I should have been and, a uh,
1: fly out, but.
0: Yeah, well, you know, he got lucky there. He he looked all right. And I think Peyton the name to look at. I mean,. He had the home where he had a pretty good C race against the Reds. I know he struck sure out today three three times it was pretty bad. Um, but aside from that, I mean, not not much complaints from Burbig. I just think he really just has to be a lot more patient at the plate. And um yeah, that's who I would look at. Hopefully, I mean, if Gene Segura could get anything going at this point, that would be nice. Yeah, it's it's kinda of hard because this offense has been like so bad you kind of just rely on the same guys ryan you know arise cooper's now back so you kind of hope that he was doing what he did before at the very start of the season um yeah it's very really hard to look at names right now and if you want to go to triple obviously you mentioned it and Carlisle, who had a, it was a homer today and he had an rbi um edwards is in my in, in the minors, so they could call him up at any point uh so that's that i mean a non-40 man guys you know, host has been pretty damn good for for Jacksonville. He had two homers yesterday. Jake Mangum's been good. I know many have called it luck, but I think he's been pretty good. So there's there's guys in Triple A, but right now in the current roster, I think I'd only mention Burdick and and maybe Wendell. That's really about it on my end, at least.
2: Mm, well, Burdick, um, I I'm very bullish on Burdick's potential if he puts it all together. I'm not. I, I wouldn't rely on him to get hot all of a sudden. I'm saying this is. Really, the opportunity for him to play semi regularly after having this really crowded corner outfield situation, and especially when with with Jazz's status being up in the air and having center field opportunities potentially opening up, like this is the time to find out what they have in Peyton Burdick. There's really no excuse for him not to be starting the majority of their games for the foreseeable future. With Sanchez out, with Avi, who knows when he's going to come back? There's this is this is his opportunity and that could come at any of those outfield spots. It, it should come a lot, and we should find out exactly what they have in him, whether there is enough extra base power to offset all of the strikeouts. Um, this is the time to find out with him what he has in there. And what's, again, I, I don't want to be too negative, but the timing of this Jazz injury is a very big bummer because Jazz just had those home runs and back-to-back games. He was yeah. a guy that um, the, his, his hitting was like the least – impressive part of his game to this point in the season. And, and that was the thing we were counting on most of all. And it was finally turning around this weekend. If, uh, if in a best case scenario, this foot thing proves to be tiny and he gets back really soon, then jazz is the one um, more so than ever, anybody else that you point to as somebody that is talented enough has now the recent track record from last year to show us that there's jazz should be a very effective offensive player moving forward. If he, is able to like get over this foot scare without anything um, coming in his way, um, and if he is out, then uh, it just it really puts you in this tough situation um, where there's only so much talent that you can lose and expect to stay afloat. So I, I'm still fingers crossed for Jazz that this proves to be a not so serious thing. And yeah, he's somebody that needs to be one of those big pillars of their offense moving forward.
5: Uh, thanks, guys, for letting me ask my questions. And uh, to anyone listening, and you're, if you're not a super subscriber, make sure to subscribe for only three bucks a month.
2: Thank you, Ryan. Uh,
1: yes, thank you. Goat. Oh. All right. We'll go, to, we'll go to Brian here. He's been requested. And that uh, will get his question. Take a carver on. If he wants to request, I'll invite Please, carver. All right, Brian, what's your question? Hey, guys. You guys hear me? Yes. Yeah.
4: Uh, I mean, it's it's probably more so just going to do a little bit of venting overall and get some insight on what you guys think of things. Uh, overall, it feels like we're 10 games or more under five hundred as we're sitting today. It doesn't feel like we're one game under. There's a lot of holes on this team. Um, you know, if Jazz goes on the I.L., you guys want a left-handed hitter? Why not just bring a, up uh, a Mangum? Bring him up. He's doing solid. Um, My God, the, the whole Sandy situation, honestly, and I just think the starting rotation as a whole, like with Braxton that day, they, he allowed a bunch of runs. I think the another problem is that, like, Stip is leaving these guys in the game too long. Like, today, I think it was the perfect timing to pull Braxton out the game. He gave him back-to-back singles. He was an 83 pitches, six inning, pulled him out the game. Whereas we saw, you know, with Sandy yesterday, he just let him keep let him keep going and keep
1: going, and he got into more trouble. Now I'm just worried. Like to your mm-hmm. point, that uh, the Yuri one was was what got me on Friday. I thought Yuri should have been out before yeah, that. Yeah, that was another surprise too. I to changed the channel. I put the 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 hockey
4: game after his fourth inning. I think he was going to fifth. And then he got he's back in the fifth. Like, I just don't want it to be a situation where you burn some of these guys out and then it could lead to an injury. And then, well, I mean, we're already kind of screwed. This is going to be even worse. Um, and then, you know, another point I want to read the catching situation. Like, just, just watching Jacob Stallings on plate, like, when he's going to hit, it, it just makes you think, like, why is this guy... Like, how much more could we allow Jacob Stallings? You know what I mean? Like... I'd rather be hitting, I'd rather someone else be hitting to Jacob Stallings, you know what I mean? Like, it's already getting to a point where it's too much and how much more are the Marlins going to take from Jacob Stallings before, like, making a move on him? You know, I don't know if they're going to, I don't think he's going to finish the season with the Marlins. And then I I know the depth, our catching depth is terrible in the whole organization. But if you look at, let's say, Austin Allen, today he hit an opposite field home run. Um, Santiago Travis, he sucks, but, like, at some point, like doesn't it, like it's not going to make a difference. Stallings is really bad. You might as well give someone else a shot. I'd probably say if we're out of it already. You, you're going to have to make a move on that. Um, that's and then my last point is uh, J T Charlo. Like one positive note. There's not a lot of positive, but I'll, I'll say one positive note. J T Um Watching him yesterday in person in uh, his his final rehab. Um, you know, uh, outing. Um, just what I noticed, like, man, JT, as soon as, like, I was sitting by the bullpen yesterday. Dude, the guy was just focused just to himself, not really chatting with anybody. Like, you know he wants to be back. I mean, he proved it with the, the strikeout yesterday. And he, I think he had, like, I don't even think he even hit, like, 15 pitches in yesterday's inning that he pitched. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to have him back. And, yeah, just that's that's all I had to say. Thanks Thanks for allowing me the time. Might nice. That's all
0: you got. That
2: uh, a good one. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, because that, you touched on some things we already mentioned on here, where I understand what you're saying about the starters, and um, yeah, sometimes putting them in those positions to fail when they've already done something good, and you want to, you really want to like hand it over to a fresh arm. But we're at a point where they they've just been so reliant on that bullpen. They've they've used them for the second most innings of any other team. If you can't always pull the starters at the optimum time. Otherwise, you're going to overuse the relievers, and then you have, you know, A.J. Puck getting hurt all of a sudden. It, it can come very suddenly with these guys. You don't know where the breaking point is with these relievers all the time. Even if you do try to give them ample days off in between and limit them to less than two innings and all their appearances, that's the other side of it is – um. The, no matter who, no matter which way you do it, you know, it's damned if you do or damned if you don't. Either the starters are in a position where you feel like you're pushing them too far, or the relievers are in a position where, um, yeah, you put you're setting them up to get worn out and you're digging deeper into that depth. That, um, you don't know when that drop off is going to come with the quality of the relievers right now. The only solution is the starters should pitch better. Uh, we had higher expectations for these guys that Sandy based on what he showed last year, he was pitching deep into those games and he was still looking strong and efficient and calm deep into those games last year. So they were relying on him to do more of the same. And they were hoping that somebody else in this rotation, anybody else could consistently go deep into games and, some of those guys got hurt and then the other ones that are in the rotation right now just aren't doing it. So that's the problem is you just need the starters to pitch better. And that solves a lot of issues, but the starters are just not putting guys away as efficiently as they need to. And they're throwing a lot of high stress pitches because there are all these runners on base that weren't expecting. Then yeah, the team's just not going to be very good. It's kind of as simple as that. You just, you need those guys to pitch better. And on the catching front, I understand the frustrations with Stallings. It's just Austin Allen is not the answer. They just don't have an answer for internally for a catcher right now. Um, And it is fair to ask, you know, when do they find something outside the organization that might be an upgrade? Um, It's there is some urgency building because their catching situation is as bad as anybody's in the league. It's just really hard to like find a decent external option out there that another team is willing to give up for you at this stage of the season when we're only a quarter of the way into it.
4: Uh, one last thing guys, before, before, uh, before I get off, um, our bullpen situation, just like overall, like if we start losing guys in a bullpen, like, I feel like we're screwed. Like, I feel like in, in like AAA, you know, I mean, just AAA in general, since I watch them closely living up here, like there isn't really a, a lot of good answers, honestly, if I feel like if start guys start to go down. Um, uh, yesterday, like Soriano, he allowed like seven oh. runs in like two innings. He had a terrible, terrible outing yeah. yesterday, and, and, I and I was, was really hurt. That. Especially since he was just up, like he recently. A lot of hype on him. I was like, man, he's like our, our bright, like our what to look forward to in our in our in our bullpen in the future. I don't know, man. It's it's looking kind of rough, man. Yeah, they they really
0: did, my boy uh, Soriano. Tough. Yeah, they're there.
1: Well, Brian, we thank you, and uh, some good questions for you. So thank you. Thank you, guys. All right, we'll bring Romeo in here. Alex Carver's in here. Kevin really, really, really wants to hear about the minor leaguers, so we, we can do that here briefly as well. i have Romeo in here. Anyone else who has any questions, go ahead. We uh, so seem to be wrapping up here just a little bit. But um, Alex Carver, you've been put on the spot. And Kev wants to know about what Jacob Miller did.
0: Oh, I know we, I spoke to Carver, but I'll let Romeo go first before we do my early talk. Oh, I was going to, you uh, had asked, or well, Ryan had asked, who needs to step
3: up, and nobody said John Birdie. I feel like he's just not doing enough, especially on the, on the bases. He gets on base, and he just sits on, on the first base, and he just doesn't want to run. I don't know if he's just, like, not confident, or he's just, uh, it's. It's actually very aggravating to watch, and that's all I really just wanted to say. Because he's getting, he gets on base, and then he's he's on first, and he led the league in steals last year. The bases are bigger; it's literally a better opportunity to steal. And he's just on base, and then they ground into a double play, and he ends. And it's, it's it's annoying. And I know that's and not he doesn't really it's part of his game, but I would like to see him bunt once in a while, try and turn a bunt, and if he gets on base, a single into a double because he's fast. He steals bases. That's his, that's, his, that's his thing. He's not there to hit for power. He popped up like two times today. Like, it, it, I, I, it's, it's, it's a, I'm i ranting now because it's actually very aggravating because he gets on base. Then let's say it's Soler or it's Cooper. He, the only reason that him is because um, India had to go deep into the outside, but Cooper hit into a double play. He hit into another double play and got blessed that Birdie was running down the line because if it's anyone else, they both doubled up. He he rushed his throw to, to he rushed his throw and he and he got blessed that India threw a, like a balloon to like the first base. You have to steal. You have to run. In, against we got swept in against um Atlanta, bro. Austin Riley's in the outfield. He's not stealing. He's in the outfield and he's just watching him. I, I, it's, it's the most annoying thing to ever to watch ever. It's, 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 it's I'm sorry. It, it's just annoying because they end up grounding into double plays. Oh, they strike out two times. There's an out. You get thrown out, you get thrown out because you're stealing. You're trying to put your team into a better position. The team is not scoring any runs. What are they going to do? You get out, you get out. Today, the dude bubbled the ball in the outfield, and you tried to steal third. You tried to get the third. You were, there was no reason for that. There was no reason. It, 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 there, Keep going, Romeo. Keep going. I want to hear it all. Like, it, it's just, like, he misjudged the ball. I understand. Okay, he misjudged it. Why not do that in other positions? Like they, it's not like it's not like they're playing close to third. That the dude throws the ball, and you're like, okay, I'm frozen. Riley's in the alpha, They're playing deep. They're not playing short. It's so weird. They don't want anything to get past them. He does. They don't want anything to get past, and, and he's just not stealing. And then they, it's the most annoying thing ever. And, and just that, that's somebody that needs to pick up because he, he had 40 steals. Well, was 40 something plus steals last year. He had like three all year this here. Year. He, he just he he's getting burnt and he's not doing anything.
1: So What are your thoughts, on Gene Segura, as a player, Romeo? Yeah, yeah I, I need you to continue, Romeo. This is generational. This
5: is, Gene
3: Segura right is absolutely terrible. He just, he, and, and this is the thing. The other day, again with Yuri, Segura um, on first with. With, in the bottom of the eighth down one and you're not bringing birdie to steal what are you doing skip please and then he steal segura gets frozen who is the Who is and segura is please someone explain to me It's he so speed threat that you can be like yeah i want this guy stealing like come on like let's be serious here it was terrible managing by skip this on the first game against against um the reds i'm sorry i like i like skip He's changing the team. The team is different. Bro, you got to learn that you got somebody like Birdie. I understand. He's not stealing. Bro, you got to steal. Tell him, get on base. Steal. You're putting Anthony in over Birdie because Amson steals. You left Segura in. You lost, lost the first game. You gave Yuri another game. You gave, you left you, you, you Segura stealing. What are you doing? Please explain. Somebody explain to me why he decided to keep you have Birdie, you like him at third, I understand. You had Wendell, you want to throw him at third and decide Hampton needs to play short. I don't know. Somebody, you left Segura to steal. He got frozen. He was frozen. I, I believe it was Segura, and I don't remember. I was, like, I was talking to my friend, and my friend was there. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Why not? It, it, it doesn't make any sense. And, then, and it's the same thing I'm saying. Like, they end up getting into double plays because they, because they beat Cleveland. They were stealing and they beat Cleveland they were playing small ball, it was like they, they they left clean hands they got out play. Small ball, like you, when you were like that. You don't have power hitters you have so there, so there. That's it. That's the only power hitter that can really hit. Honestly. guys think that he can come up and hit tanks. I'm sorry. am sorry, You swing for contact that I've been saying it for for like months. Like you swing for contact and the home runs come look in this series here for contact. And you have two home runs right to that games.
1: All right, right. We're talking about steals, but how about Jacob Stolz not being
5: able
2: to run down any runners? So, like, oh, what do you think there? Yeah. I, well, no, 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 no. That, thank you, Romeo. I had to, I had to mute him right there because my, I have a noise complaint from my neighbors. They can hear him so loudly through my speakers that it's going through the walls. <laughs> Getting complaints about it. That was that was terrific. Just to underscore some of the things that he said, Birdie is reaching base just as much as he did last year when he lived the majors and steals, and yet. He is on base to steal about 24 bases this year instead of 41. That's a pretty big difference, and that is like it is a surprise and somewhat of a disappointment that him in particular has been more passive as a base runner than he was a year ago. But Todd's is on with the double plays. That is everybody's. Everybody could agree on that that they ground into double plays as much as any team in all baseball. The double play is kind of the worst thing, aside from a triple play. No triple plays yet from this team. That's what we could be grateful for. They haven't hit any triple plays yet but they've hit into it's been a big thing holding back this offense that they hit the ball on the ground a lot and that when they hit it on the ground the the runners are not in scoring position yet so that's a big limitation on this offense that's so reliant on singles right now and it's not utilizing enough power and it's not utilizing enough base running to get those guys into scoring position themselves if, if you have this team that is now down a few talented hitters, they're going to, by necessity, they're going to have to make some of these decisions about more stolen base attempts, more hitting and running, and just more bat control overall from these guys to understand the the premium importance of elevating the ball to avoid those type of situations. So I I think he made some great points, Romeo. That's why he's on every time with us, because he makes great points, just in in limited doses, let's say. That was very,
1: very excellent. I feel like was very well said. You kind of encapsulate Marlins fans' feelings all in one. That that was very, very helpful. So uh, thank you for that. I don't think anyone else can top that. I I I love
0: love you, Rogan.
3: I
1: think that's a great way to end Mother's Day. Yeah, we might have to go off on that. Jacob Miller can wait. So, do we have any last things to add? I, I think that's how we have to go out come on let's take that as as a no so that being said we got a little bit of a decent crowd here towards the end of this space so, mother's dead new, Brand, Maybe Brand, Nick Cortez also pretty bad this year oh terrible 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 worst catcher duo in the league yes thank you all for coming out we'll be here next week and see if any players can steal the base a little bit more see what John Brady and Gene Segura can do and uh, thank you all, once again, for coming out. Um hope I feel better next week. I, I know I don't have my usual energy today, but um, is pretty sick. But we'll, we'll be back here next week, 21st, um, the start of a long West Coast trip for the Marlins, San Francisco, Colorado, Anaheim. We might have some people out on that road trip. I'm not sure who. But, uh, yeah, thank you all for listening, and uh, we will see you guys here next week.